Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to The Drew Barrymore Show ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to flyers yeah (laughs) what was your mentality I hope that was not going to be able going to be handing out flyers forever and I and I wasn't which is good but it was a big inspiration for Broad City I see that is so cool take your life and make it your art I mean that's so perfect I love it yeah well (laughs) all of those things like to collide here in our news and I'm so excited that you're doing the news with us I I can't even handle it. it I've never done news all right, first up, the Wall Street Journal reports that the traditional top sheet is at rock bottom with a new generation of bed makers. That's right, millennials and Gen Seers have said goodbye to the superfluous layer, while boomers and Gen Xers are sticking with it. Abby Ross, do you give a sheet about a top sheet? <laughs> see what you do. I'm proud of you with that one. <laughs> I, I am very specifically into a top sheet. I think it's a sign that you're a grown-up, right? You have your life together. I just thought about, like, you know, the options at night, right? If you're hot, you can just whip off the comforter, do the Angelina Jolie with the one leg out of the sheet. Mm -hmm. I do that. (laughs) And I like that I can then go back and forth. Well, how do you sleep? I have a top sheet. Oh, I'm so proud of you. And also, I gotta say, if if you go to a hotel, 
and there isn't a top sheet, I'm worried they're not washing that duvet. They are not. They're not. I think a top sheet at a hotel is almost a prophylactic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's safe, safe sleeping. I, so we're both top sheeters. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Yeah. I actually do not sleep with a top sheet. I have this amazing. I knew it. Like knit blanket. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Oh my God, I can't believe I'm about to admit this. I'm gonna feel very vulnerable after admitting it. I sleep with a blanket that Oprah Winfrey gave me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, if Oprah gave me a, anything, I'd sleep with it. And I'm obsessed with this blanket and it's, I sleep with it right next to my naked flesh. Wow. Can I tell you something? I have a few follow-up questions, please. Yeah. Um, was this for a birthday yeah. present or just what a Wednesday? What was the what nature was the, yeah. of Well, the she came over to uh, my house in Montecito. I don't live there anymore. Um, but she, we did a, a sort of a big sit-down interview. Yeah. And I just, as like a, I, like a, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't believe I'm talking about this. I'm, I'm so, so glad you did. I'm so embarrassed. And I do have to say, I do have to say, and I think I speak for Abby too. If Oprah gave us a blanket, I'd be like, screw my top sheet. If Oprah okay? gave us me a blanket, it'd be down here. It'd be on me at all times. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's funny too? She's like, you know, we're neighbors. We'd, I don't know a ton of people who live here come over for soup. And I was too afraid to no. reach out and call her. I was like, it's Oprah. I, I don't But Never I do sleep with late. you every night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I would love to know, uh, now that I've admitted this, what you guys at home think. Tweet <laughs> us at Drew Barrymore TV and tell us, are you a top sheet or not to top sheet? <laughs> Ross, your story, please save me. <laughs> okay, hey, um, I love this story. I get a real kick out of it, and you'll see why in a second. The New York Times reports that the adult soccer fest in Chattanooga, Tennessee, has become a sanctuary for older ladies who never got a chance to play sports in school before Title IX was passed in 1972. It's one of the oldest national soccer tournaments for adults, with age divisions from 30 to 70 and over, and most of the older women who participate found soccer late in life. Maybe it was a big goal <laughs> of their... Um, <laughs> Sometimes they've found it through their, their children, uh, but they're embracing the bonds that they've developed on the field. And when you look at those pictures, you just think, it's never too late to find your next passion. Look, look at that. <laughs> and Abby, this story made me think of you because hello, A League of Their Own, the TV series. <laughs> Did you play sports, like baseball? Did you play baseball growing up? I played, I played softball growing up. Uh, yeah, I was a really sporty kid. I, soccer was my big sport, but I did play softball. Yes, I saw the story and felt very linked to it because of the show, too. So. Well, actually, yeah. I was so excited to show you because in, you know, I've watched the show, I'm reading the research in the press, and you guys talk about this incredible woman named Maybelle, and I was like, oh my God, she's been on this show. In fact, I have a picture, <laughs> look. Look at her. Oh, she wow. came here in season one. We will be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Welcome back. Please welcome John emanate such light and goodness and beauty and grace. I'm just so happy to be uh, in person with you because <laughs> I've been such a fan of yours for so, so well, forever. And, and well, it's <laughs> just someone that I admire so much who I would be saying all this to. Go ahead. Um, great. <laughs> First of all, I was actually watching, um, I was looking at photos of you and Candace Cameron. Uh-huh. And you're playing with the Beach Boys, which is, you know, was a big pivotal thing for you in your life, meeting yeah. up with the Beach Boys. Yeah. We talked about it the last time you were here. Yes. And you're doing a concert with the Beach Boys, and Candace comes up, and there's a tribute to Bob Saget. Will you tell me about that? Well, I, I, um, I've been doing a lot of tributes to him since he passed away. Um, um, and I'm sure he's, if we're real quiet, we can hear him complaining that I don't talk about him enough in heaven. <laughs> but I do a, a, a piece in the show where I sing a song forever that I did on Full House, and I play a, a really beautiful clip of him. I found this audio of him just talking about, you know, being good to people and being nice to people. And, he's got, and he says, I, I've had a lot of love in my life and a lot of laughter, and I wish that for you. And so I play that, and he'll be singing a song. I, I love that you are, you know, so present about him. Like it's hard to be present about maybe someone that you've lost, and yet I feel him right here on the surface of your skin, as well as deep inside of your heart. I feel like maybe I talk about him too much, but like every time I do, you know, his wife or his kids, they go, thank you for keeping him, keeping, you know, his spirit alive and his love alive. He, ne- he left everything off on the table. Like you knew exactly how he felt about you, you know, with texts and phone calls. And he, so that's, a, that's the lesson that we can learn from Bob is just tell people you love them that, that you're with, tell them that you're proud of them, tell them that they're handsome and tell them that they're, whatever it is, you know, just, just don't be afraid to tell people what you feel because you, you know, you may not ever see him again. I have. So many beautiful last little texts, and our last dinner together was so special. Uh, what know. was it like? Where did you guys go? We went to a Nobu. We, it was a double date, and um, we took this last beautiful picture. Uh, and and he wrote this beautiful post about me being his brother. And it, it was interesting. It was Bob. He was a little neurotic. I'd say. And he, did you know, I want to talk, because I think you have a story, right? But Well, no, I, I met him uh, this one time at the Sunset Marquee Hotel, which is sort of like a hip joint. Um, and I think I, 
It's like, I, you would think as many years as we've both been in this business, I would be trained to not projecting onto someone like what they are as a character. I figured, oh, Bob Saget, like America's Funniest Home Videos, yeah. Full House, that he might have a more tame, paternal, wholesome uh. thing. No. No, 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 no. I, I mean, he had both, but. I, yes, yes, he did have both. But what I love is comedy. Mm. I love. Foul comedy? Yep. Dirty comedy? Yep. I was like, oh my God, Bob Saget, I loved you for one reason, and yeah. now I'm loving you for another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so funny and cool so funny. and irreverent, and like, he just was raw and awesome. Yeah. We didn't get along at first when we first started Full House because I really? was. Really? Yeah, we, our approach to you know, acting was different. He was a comic, so he was just trying to make everyone on the you know, set laugh. And I said, put that in the show, huh? And I came, you know, I was looking for the moments in the, in the scenes. I'm sure I drove him crazy, he drove me crazy. But by the end, we really started to admire each other's differences and learn. And then we just became really good friends. And then it just so happened that we were just there for, for all the big milestones, all the happy moments, all the sad moments, divorce, marriage, kids, death, you know. But Bob, I studied Bob, and, but he was also, and you'll probably know this too with comics, he was very insecure, very neurotic. And you know, it, one of the big heartbreaks for me when he died was that he, it was a tsunami of love for him, this outpouring of love for him. He, and I don't think he knew how loved he was. And it was just, it was beautiful to see all these people saying all these wonderful things about him, but I just felt so bad that he couldn't either to hear it. And so you have enough love to fuel a small country, I think. <laughs> you, you, you've always been just out there so much. You've always wore your emotions and there were beautiful emotions on your, on your sleeve. So tell me about your girls. Eight and 10 they are now? Eight and a half, Frankie. Yeah. 10, Olive. My boy's four and a half. Can I ask you a parenting question? What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Can I ask you a parenting question? Please. How did you keep him alive? I'm My not... kid is just, you know. Well, boys, they are rough and tumble. Yeah. Like, girls have a whole other set of, like, things Ish. to contend with and yeah. issues. But little boys, yeah, I don't know how we keep them alive. I know, he's pretty, uh, he, uh, I talked to him yesterday. He's, he says poop, he likes to say poop all the time now. That's like his <laughs> Um And then last night was a beautiful, and I called him on FaceTime. And um, I said, he's on Michigan. And I said, go, go outside. I was on the balcony. I said, go outside and look at the moon, son. And he went outside. The blood moon. He was beautiful, right? And I said, go look at him. I said, do you see that moon? He said, yeah, dad. 
I said, that's the same moon that I'm looking at right now. And he said, I can see your eyes, Dad. And I said, I could see your eyes too, son. And it was like this very touching moment. And I said, I love you, Billy. And he said, I love you, Poopy. <laughs> like he, he, it's like, it was like he reeled me in, like Rickles used to do, you know. He just reeled me in, really, I love you, boom. Is it true also, You're gonna uh, ask me to be getting married, family. I'm already married. No, I know you but, are. I'm, I'm like. Go ahead. Is it true that you have letters from your mom? Oh. Like I was reading and researching that about you and I, I don't think there's any more profound way to communicate with your loved ones like there is in the written for word. Your, for your kids? I write postcards to my daughters all the time. They have stamp collections. We have letters. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I, um, my mom was great with it. And she was like us, like we were talking about. She said, I love you 50,000 times a day. Really? And you'd leave and she would stand out until you drove around the corner and then she'd go back in the house. My dad said love once in a while, but he would say, damn it, Loretta, you use it too much. You know, love, love, love. He, but when he said it, you know, it hit you. And she wrote these great notes and I remember I uh, was cleaning out her house and it was about a month or so after she passed away and it was my roughest moment. And I looked over and I, I saw this note and she wrote, uh, she said, life is an occasion, rise to it. Don't be sad because I died. Be happy because I lived. I had a wonderful life. That was my mom. You found me? Yeah, weird, huh? Yeah. I think she, you were talking about Bob being kind of sort of seeing the future and realizing that he had, you know, who knows how long you have. I think my mom was that way a little bit too. When my father passed away, she, you know, it was the only man she'd ever loved, so. And then my dad wrote very, very few letters, but when he was dying, we're bumming out the whole show, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, he, uh, I, I went through his uh, drawers to see, and he was a very humble man. All his money went to my sister's college and, you know, and to vacations and to my mother so she didn't have to work. And I saw this letter and I was like, what? I, I just saw the bottom of this in his drawer because I was rummaging for jewelry or something. He had a, an old watch or something. He said, uh, I love you, Dad. I said, that was his handwriting. And I, I was doing a movie in Yugoslavia and he sent me a fax. He, he came to visit and they I sent a fax. I love a fax. Right? That's how God, I, I love am. a fax. And, um, I, I forgot about it. And so the original letter was in his drawer and it said, Dear Jay, first I want to thank you for the opportunity that, to have a great trip and a view of Europe without you, we surely wouldn't have done it. You have made me too, he, or AB. He said, you have made me so proud uh, the, these three weeks that my chest is about 60 inches. Your hard work and handling of all the people around you is fantastic. You are truly head and shoulders above anyone there. He says, see, life isn't very long and a man doesn't have many great moments but you have given me many. Thanks, I love you, Dad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is it true that you kept the red doors from Full House? I stole a lot of things from that show, from most shows. <laughs> I always did. Did you take stuff from the set? Oh, that's, yeah. That's no, I'm an idiot who didn't take anything. What you is wrong with you me? You should have taken E.T. That would have been a good one. We were building a, a bathroom on our house, and I said, oh, I have these old doors from Full House. We want to put those. But every time I go, every time I walk out of the bathroom, I expect people to clap and, and <laughs> applause to be like, <laughs> you know, when you make an entrance on a sitcom. But, but, I um, mean, that is so crazy that you have that red door. We I have a couch, too. I don't know. If you have the couch? Yeah, that, the original couch. Yeah. Oh, my God. That should be in, like, a museum. Do you want to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's 
talk price during the commercial break. Okay. Um, and wasn't it Sammy Davis Jr. that like got you into music and yes, drums yeah. and instruments? Yeah, I was. I wanted to play drums on on the soap opera. I just started. I was eighteen. And he was singing, and there was a, a, a stage and with a full band and stuff. And my, I said to my dad, who's Sammy Davis Jr.? He said, oh. play the record. And he said, uh, I said, what do I talk to him about? He said, plays drums. I talked to him about drums. I said, okay, uh, Mr. Davis Jr., I want to play drums on here, and they won't let me, you know. Okay, man, let me, you know. Uh, just do what I say, man. So he gets, I introduce him as the character. He gets up, and he goes, uh, Blackie, you play drums, right? And I'm like, yeah, you, it's all ad-libbed. I go, yeah. He goes, come on. And he's playing piano. And it was one of the most important moments of my life because from then on, I played music, you know, till today. Thank you, everyone. We make this show for you, so just take it with you. And we can all be together. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Rhea Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.